0: and welcome to Screw Up the Podcast.
1: It's the podcast where we screw up.
0: Bail forward.
1: And beg a plague doctor to cover us in leeches.
0: I'm sick and tired of carrying around all of this blood.
1: (laughs) I'm CJ. And I'm Emma. (laughs) Oh my God, I just watched you, like squint to read the end of the script and be like, and I'm Emma. (laughs) Yeah, oh, uh,
0: double whammy here. Yeah. I I I don't know if any of our listeners can relate, but I'm one of those people that likes to likes to wait an inor- inordinately long time to get my prescription updated for my vision. My vision's like negative eight hundred or something. It's so bad. It's, white. it's so bad. Um, but I like to do that because then, do you remember when you you know when you were a kid and you first found out, or maybe you're an adult, that you needed glasses, and then you got those glasses, and everything was like brand new and beautiful like mushrooms, like being on mushrooms. Also. I'm, I'm generalizing a lot of experiences right now to all of yeah, our Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I know what you mean.
0: Yeah. And so I am I'm, I'm chasing that high. So I've, uh-huh. my glasses are like four prescriptions behind and my contacts are at least two. And so, um, and if I don't wear my contacts, I'm legally blind. Like I looked it up. If I don't wear my contacts or my glasses, I am definitely blind, like 100%. That is a gag. No, Uh, uh,
1: you have to. You you should go get unblind.
0: I know. Wouldn't that be great? But think of (laughs) how exciting it's going to be when I can see again. You know, that'd be great. I'm a very much delay gratification type of person.
1: Yeah, it's (laughs) so (laughs) it's so interesting because we both just learned about the concept of of the the joy in wanting something and I feel like that spoke to you that must have spoken a lot stronger to you than it did to me because I was like that seems like a really hard concept to grasp oh I. but you brought it up to me yeah you're like
0: both fists out holding it tight because I'm just like that makes so much sense for me I've always enjoyed wanting things yeah having them
1: (laughs) yeah that I don't that is that is kind of great but i don't
0: but i have to and i appreciate them when i have them but it's that sweet uh uh, anticipate if it's
1: it's keeping you (laughs) you are such a meme that (laughs) you like creating the anticipation with the word anticipation memery. um that as long as it doesn't keep you from doing things for yourself Uh, which it sounds like it is in your case
0: (laughs) right and remember you can't grow back teeth we talked about this on previous episodes don't like those those um wouldn't it be great when all of your plaque is gone so I'll just wait for it to build it that's not that doesn't work with your dentist only your eye doctor
1: did we talk about teeth
0: yeah about me losing mine because of the vomiting listen to episode screw up the podcast
1: (laughs) Because of the vomiting. Because okay. Vomiting. This, this episode is uh, is titled "Screw Up the Production." This is you want to talk about production value? Oh. We don't have any of it.
0: Not a uh, shred.
1: Yeah, uh, our production value equates to a handwritten IOU by a kindergartner for stealing somebody else's flavor blasted goldfish.
0: That's right. You hear that, yeah. Rob?
1: <laughs> it doesn't exist. I'm going to fucking come and collect one of these days on that flavor blasted goldfish. Yeah. But, so, this episode is all about being in theater, movie, TV show, (laughs) whatever. Yes! (laughs) Whatever kind of um, production and um, how we've, you know, uh, you get the drill now. One of the mistakes that we made uh, in our career of, let me tell you something a little about the idea of me thinking, saying the phrase my career in show business i don't have one but in order to have one i have to say that i do
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's like there's very few careers that are like that yeah this is one of them this and being a police officer i'm pretty sure (laughs) like i'm isn't that the phrase if if i'm a cop you have to tell me Citizen arrest. I mean, if I'm a cop, I have to. <laughs> yes, I don't know.
1: If you're a cop, you can you can keep it from your wife. Is that how it goes? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. But.
1: But you have to tell the dog. You have to tell the family dog.
0: What do you not tell the dog? That's true. Are you keeping things from your dog, listeners? If you're not telling something to your dog, <laughs> open up.
1: Listeners, call in. Man's best friend should never be. Become your worst enemy, but if you're not telling things to your best friend, then I I don't know. (laughs) Oh no, you're frozen.
0: I like that you laughed your way through that that technical difficulty. This (laughs) is how I just kept laughing.
1: I just kept laughing because I was like, I don't know what else to. You were like this.
0: That's the perfect response.
1: So Emma. This is your opportunity to speak your truth about what it's like to work with Emma Rose on a project that involves Emma Rose and what kind of mistake that was for the people who did it. (laughs) First of all,
0: never work for her. She is a a nut. Oh my goodness, in a (sighs) nutshell. But I mean, in a nutshell, what else is there?
1: Really, do be honest. Yeah, you're gonna find nuts. (laughs) Hello. <laughs> like, people me? have been surprised
0: what? before to find nuts when they hire me but such is life
1: that's the thing uh, first of all if you're listening and you're looking to hire uh, people you, look no further the most hireable the most hireable That. what does that say Monica Pumpkin
0: it says morning pumpkin <laughs> <laughs> that's my mug. my mug
1: Monica Pumpkin
0: <laughs> Monica Pumpkin
1: the, David, David like- S. Pumpkin's wife Exactly,
0: Monica. Monica, get my skeletons. <laughs> we're going to the elevator. If nobody has watched David S. Pumpkins that sketched it by now, whoa! Well, what are
1: you doing? So so good. It was it was so funny because it's on a list of like the best SNL sketches, and they described it perfectly. They Where they're just like, nobody saw this coming, and nobody knew what to make of it, but everyone was just so. And it falls under the ca- when it happened too. It was like. It sort of is the humor of its time, but in another way, when I watched it again, I was like, this is also timeless in its absurdity. Like, it's so absurd.
0: I want that to be on my gravestone. Timeless in her absurdity.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is really good. Please, okay, also So
0: I want to be cremated, but I want a gravestone multiple. I want multiple gravestones heard- and gravestones all over the earth.
1: I want to be injected into the neon lights that go into a billboard.
0: Oh my God, what a life. Yeah. I mean, death, I guess.
1: What a death. What a he death. died. He died as he lived <laughs> inside a light bulb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't actually want that, but I just said it. You could just anyway. a bulb
0: that appears when people have good ideas. Like when I have oh. a good idea, I'll just be like, ding, oh, there's CJ. Oh. That I mean, is you're outliving me <laughs> by the way
1: I don't know I, mean, I have really bad genes and my genetics aren't great either <laughs> 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 I I am I don't think um, I think that maybe even if I live long that it won't be it won't be good you,
0: you don't you don't plan on it being good or
1: uh, uh, the 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 biological um, menses inside of me don't plan on it being. Good. I just said biological menses. What do I mean? He's
0: circling his chest, uh, his his where his nipples would be, but like a wider a, circle.
1: I've I never
0: seen cracker. CJ's nipples, so they could be that big.
1: Yeah, you don't know. Some I'm, people got pepperoni nips, Ma, Mama. I, that's I'm fine. With it. It's a full Genoa salami.
0: I, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Nipples be different like that
1: yeah awesome
0: people look the same naked they don't and that's fine keeps everybody yeah
1: i mean if you have if you have nipples that rival a discus write in
0: absolutely and also send me a picture
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah write in and absolutely please include your giant um uh what's that what's that uh olympic thing where they throw it
0: uh ring toss
1: no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just, Ski it's, ball Do or, you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, um, never mind. It doesn't matter.
0: You'll think of it. Don't
1: you know, you know well, that, that? it doesn't, you'll the thing is, I might not think of it because I don't know if it exists. I might be making it up.
0: Well, maybe you can make it up. People say I made that up as if it's a bad thing. But
1: that's true. That I'll
0: be like, well, that's pretty fucking cool.
1: Well, I still would have made up that it's an Olympic sport. Writers. Exactly. Call in. Wait.
0: Callers, <laughs> Call in. right in.
1: <laughs> Callers, right in. If you know what Olympic sport I'm talking about, okay. So
0: they're screaming it. They know. Picture
1: it. Picture it. It's Emma Rose waking up, and it's time for her to go. Where? What show is she doing? What yes. opportunity is she? uh Get
0: this shit going.
1: Cleaving in Twain.
0: Yes. This was right. Okay. The year is 2017. And uh, as you've heard from previous po- po- uh, podcast episodes, this was not the best year of yeah. my life, but it did hold uh, one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had, which was working on my very first play. My very first acting experience of any kind happened when I was 25. I was, um, it was, I was a little late to the table, but boy, have mm-hmm. I been eating because I was ravenous. Um, so my Feast of a Play... Uh, was Pride and Prejudice, and it was an adaptation that was done so well, and written so well. Um, It was, I feel so fortunate that it was my first acting experience, because it was so complicated, and the actors that Mm -hmm. I was surrounded by, that I was surrounded by, they often said, like, this is, this is a lot, like, this is extreme, this is, we're expected to do a lot, we're But I didn't know any difference, so I just worked my ass off. I I took I I went to a dancing workshop to learn how to dance in the um the dance of the day that Pride and Prejudice took place. Um, I I learned that then, but then now I've now I've forgotten of what that time is called. Victorian era is that right? It sounds. Uh, I think so. I don't know. Pride and Prejudice is fiction anyway, so we're just gonna move on. Yeah, this adaptation. It made me, it, it made the audience laugh. It made the audience cry. I'm, it's something that I'm the most proud of. I uh, I learned to uh, sing in public for the first time during this production as well, which was horrifying. Um,
1: Wait a minute, why were you singing?
0: I was the lead character and part of the play included a, um, a, a dance, uh, like a, a dance event um, that m- mm-hmm. many of the characters attended and everything, and um, so at one point I, my character, Lizzie,
1: mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Lizzie, um, from Pride and Prejudice?
0: Yes, no, it's Elizabeth. Only my friends- Oh,
1: gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to, did you have to learn, uh, did you speak in, in, the, in the Queen's English?
0: We didn't really, no, no. Um, it interesting. was Interesting. Yeah, it was it was because we didn't want it to be hokey in that way. We didn't want us to all be trying to do British mm. accents. We just wanted to sound more natural. Um, but the That makes sense. Right. And it was it was there were so many decisions made. Part of what made it complicated too is the writer of the adapt of the adaptation. Adaptation. Is there a difference? Adaption, adaptation,
1: adaptation? I think it? one is a word and the other one is not.
0: Okay. I'd have a word <laughs> adaptation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, ad, ad, adaptation maybe I, ad, ad, adaption is no because i think it would be adoption
0: right right we've ad, adapted this play from right. uh, parents that weren't able to good job uh emily dickinson i'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs> uh, you're great thank you thanks so much. good
1: job emily dickinson oh,
0: i'm going i'm going to library help there's a special that's the home.
1: writers that's the writers thanks obama Good yeah. job, Emily Dickinson. Good job,
0: Emily Dickinson. Snaps for you. Um, so the really fun part about uh, about this adaptation was that the writer um, was a librarian in our town, or she worked at the library that I worked at. And mm-hmm. so that meant that the um, the adaptation was changed a couple times throughout the rehearsal process which was frustrating for the actors at points but was so incredibly worth it you know it was the first time yeah. she was seeing it playing out the director was seeing it played out as a brand new play everything about yeah. it so there it would just it just needed some massaging here and there and so that's Literally. what I loved. we didn't use the accents but we did um we did get a lot of coaching on posture of the time so we you know we all worked hard on on sitting up straight on you know, we had the attire of the day we had a wonderful costume designer who made beautiful hats and, and outfits. And one of my favorite things about this play is that it was in the round. And if you're not familiar with that concept. Oh. Yeah, it basically means that your stage area is surrounded on three sides.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, which makes things very complicated as far as sight lines and as far as uh vocals being able to be heard from all directions being able to be seen from all directions yeah oh yeah so the blocking was intense all of it i was was gonna say
1: i've never done it but i can only imagine the blocking being like
0: Oh, very
1: constantly changing, constantly
0: and, changing because yeah. of the attention. You know the attention of it. You know we, we wanted to be fair to all audience members, regardless of where they sat in the in the audience.
1: Will you, um, real quick, just give like a a dilute, a, a diluted uh, rundown of what blocking is?
0: Oh, blocking. Um, it's basically I had I learned this. Um, when I did that play, also there was so many yeah. questions I had. Um blocking is uh, basically the choreography of the production. It's where you stand, when you s- deliver certain lines, it's who you're facing, and yeah. um, and it's very, very important. Um, it's almost just as important as remembering, I mean, it is just as important as remembering your lines because the blocking, Absolutely. you know, it, it kind of, it affects everything. It affects your lighting. It affects yes. your uh, sounds. <laughs> We just touched on what my mistake was.
1: <laughs> oh, oh no. I was like, uh, yeah, oh, it sure does. But yeah, most... I would agree. I, blocking is like, it, it, it's like the very minuscule, the, the things that you, a choreography is like, the, for a dance is like the whole thing of it. But the idea of blocking is like, it's choreography that is like imperceivable. It looks like people are just walking around, but- when you watch a play that is all calculated that is all like planned by someone every single step every single turn of the body that's that's all called blocking
0: right there's so much nuance and beauty i feel like in the theater world that is lost on most people but it's what it's what you know the difference is between the amateurs and the amateurs who really care true because that's what we are at community theater. We're all amateurs, but we're having a fucking great time, man. I, I love that experience. One of the things that made the this adaptation most complicated was that the entire cast, which was a large cast for a community theater production, um, it was like 18, I think it was like 18 of us. Um, okay. And uh, which is big for a small community, you know, black box theater, which we were. Um, and... Uh, all of us were on stage all the time. The entire, I think it was like 95 minutes. What? Yeah, at no point do we leave, except for intermission. During intermission, we leave the stage. At no other point do we. And so how it worked out was, when you are not in the scene, quote unquote, you leave, there was a beautiful platform built by, us we you know when you're at a community theater we were there for the crew work days and we were hammering you know and drilling it was the best um I say this other people you know it's a lot it's a lot of work but I oh yeah I
1: I hated stuff like that
0: oh I loved it I'd be covered in paint and I'd be running around getting everybody coffees
1: uh I like doing that I was like (laughs) yes make me the errand boy but don't make me like choose between a phillips head and a and a scissors I don't know the difference
0: my enthusiasm i think was terrifying for anybody that actually knew what they were doing they, sure. i was just like give me a drill and they're
1: yeah. like oh, "No, <laughs> right.
0: please go get coffee emma can you just go get someone coffee please <laughs> go to the yeah, bar yeah, yeah. go to the starbucks across town and right back. yes um and so uh the that meant and we we're it's multiple scenes you know it's multiple uh locations that we're filming that filming that were um acting in throughout the play it's it was very intense so that meant the costume changes and the um judging judging by cj's face i'm i'm like remembering even more how complicated this was all of it happens right there in front of everyone
1: i don't get it that seems
0: it was so beautiful like when it was done it was so smooth You know, by like the last night, you know, it was so perfectly smooth. I feel like maybe the night before last, because the last night we were all like super depressed. Oh sure, this is the last time. But uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, that's also a big thing of the strike night. (laughs) It's the worst. But um, so the costume change, we had very minimalist, you know, like undergarments, long white dresses or long, you know, uh, tan off-white dresses or whatever. And the men had, you know, minimalist. And then our costume changes were happening in real time, very smoothly. And like where we would switch shawls, we'd switch hats we'd while we were delivering, while somebody else was delivering dialogue, even it was right. so quick. And when you, um, when an actor wasn't in the scene at all, they left the scene, they would just sit on the back um, the back wall, they had these beautiful benches and and a background that looked as if it was in maybe a park. And they mm. would sit and they would read Pride and Prejudice in the back, like where they could be seen, but you would look down and you'd be reading Pride and Prejudice. So it was as if many people were reading, were reading Emily Dickinson's Pride and Prejudice and it was almost like you were dipping into their imagination on and off throughout as if these characters were enjoying the book themselves it was just such a it's such an interesting thing and it had a lot of humor to it um but all of that to say because this I could go on for hours and we don't have hours I'm sorry this was (laughs) was my mistake I um so I had to (laughs) and this part was a little funnier than it was like subtle and beautiful and elegant Um, The dancing, I think, went off without a hitch at our little dance scene. But then um, at one point, another character is like, Elizabeth, why don't you play the piano for us all? And I'm like, okay. So I go over and, and of course, the the dialogue is written much better than
1: that. Um, (laughs)
0: Okay. All right. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I sit down at what was like, in the last scene, a, um, a writing desk, um, and is now a piano. Um, and I, and there's just like a piano cloth basically, um, that's laid across by another cast member that's not in the scene, you know, in the background out of sight. And so I sit down and I go to play the piano and it's supposed to be this beautiful piano song. And then I sing along with the piano song and Elizabeth, you know, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be amazing. Um, so it worked out great because I was so nervous every night. Um, and I, I don't know if it was the first or second night, but I hadn't had quite enough practice with the old, um, miming playing the piano at the same time as the audio technician is playing piano noises. Uh Uh-huh. So it was very much like Da 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 and me just not not really having to have in my hands even close. Yeah, it was bad. It was was really bad acting with the piano. And then I just stopped because I was so I realized how badly I had looked that I got so nervous. While the piano stopped.
1: was still going. The, uh, while track. the piano was
0: still going. And then the piano just stopped. The piano music just like mid piano press because the audio technician was like oh she's not even gonna try anymore
1: <laughs> oh no that is so awkward oh, it you could at least just played the whole thing out
0: yes and i had to sing too like in that same scene while i was playing while i was fake playing and i think that's what threw me off while i'm fake playing piano i'm singing at the same time and so i'm so in my head and the song yeah. that i was singing would you like to hear the first line yes Okay. Cause it's burned into my brain forever. Cause I was so nervous and I heard it over and over and over. Um, but it says, um, did you not see my lady? And it was so funny. Cause I would sing this over and over at home to try to sing it. Right. I was so nervous. And at the time my dad lived with me. And so, mm-hmm. and he's, uh, he was a drunk then, and he's a drunk now. And <laughs> he, would, <laughs> he would say he would sing it back to me so loud. And then, this is, a, this is a little bit of a tangent. I also had a didgeridoo at the time.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And so inevitably, I'd be walking through the house, and I would say, didgeridoo, my lady.
1: <laughs>
0: and then my dad's fit, and then I would play the didgeridoo. And my of dad course. came up with a joke that he still tells me. And it doesn't, absolutely makes no sense to any other context whatsoever. I'm shocked that I'm even able to get here now today. But... He would say, I asked the doctor after uh, my wife's um, plastic surgery, did you redo my lady? And that's,
1: what, <laughs> that's it. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: that's what I have. I was, I very, very awkwardly played PS. Oh. Oh.
1: Did you redo my lady? That is such a specific, that so literally specific. you can't. You can't use that joke. Where else could you use that joke? Unscrewed without the guest. Without the right. Without the backwards. That is kind of amazing that you were able to reuse that. Okay. Because you were probably thinking to yourself like no one's ever going to get this. But it's honestly with the backstory, it's incredible.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's a good
1: joke. Yeah. That's how
0: I so, myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine I'm so, never really gonna be able to use it but with the backstory it's just fine it's great with
1: the backstory <laughs> I mean yeah look at the material um yeah I mean I don't even think that's really that I'm sure it felt really mortifying but I don't think I think that when people see one of the things that I I don't think I really realized until this year I think people want you to succeed the audience wants you to do well so they don't It's less of, like, if they see someone struggling on stage, it's less of, like, oh, God, look at this fucking idiot. It's more of, like, oh, no, oh, you're going to be okay, like, you'll get through this, it'll be fine, but, you know, more of, like, I mean, frankly, I don't know if that's any better to be, like, you know, to have a 50-year-old woman be, like, cast pity upon you for the next 45 minutes because you fucked something up, but...
0: Just call my therapist.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: So I wanted that. <laughs> uh, just kidding. She's great. I love my therapist. Um, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I'll put it that um, way.
1: But yeah, I don't know. I that sounds like a really stressful uh, turn of events, though. Like yeah. to.
0: I feel like you make a good point, though, about the um, like where my state of mind was at the time. It yeah. was. It was I just ruined the play for all of my beloved cast members and the technicians and the audience, you know, for this five minute blip. And fast forward to one year later when yeah. I'm on stage being like, Oh, I don't even fucking mind coming second and saying things like that. Like I don't and oh. oh like just or or fast forward to the following year in 2019 when I'm on stage at Second City pretending to be a nine year old woman fake giving breadstick blowjobs to my husband um yeah. at the olive garden
1: yeah fake fake olive unquote, garden. fake the, yeah the olive garden was fake the breadsticks <laughs> and the blowjobs were real
0: right i the breadsticks were real the blowjob was real but it was to the breadsticks
1: yeah the right. breadstick yeah totally
0: yes absolutely yeah who doesn't yeah. like the olive garden that much you're,
1: you're, yeah. Hello.
0: Family. <laughs>
1: did you know? Did you hear that the second city got sold today? No. Yeah.
0: Is it? Uh, t- I'm sprung. I
1: don't know. I don't know what's going to happen.
0: Wait. I think that means I'm in love. I mean, I'm sprung upon. I'm. The news <laughs> is sprung upon <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> I love the news. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> yeah yeah no i i i forgot to mention that earlier i don't really know what it means so i'm like trying not to at first when i read it i was like no we're fucked but then i was like okay wait a minute there's a lot of things that can happen Um, so like
0: it's not gone i have a lot of confidence in that the second city will reopen um safely and uh cj stop making them goddamn faces well
1: i was gonna say i mean it got (laughs) it got sold to a video game company so I'm not entirely sure what the intention is is with it, but I'm. I think we'll that see.
0: means I'm going to be a video game designer now.
1: <laughs> honestly,
0: Second City goes with.
1: Honestly, that a, a viable form of storytelling. That if my life moved in that direction, wouldn't be mad at it.
0: Yeah, there's not enough um, video games that are solely dedicated to comedy.
1: That is true. That is true. The, although there are some, there, there are, are some, some, there are some, but they, it, yeah, it's definitely, um, they, that would be, that would be a fun endeavor. I think I would totally go. If someone was like, do you want to make like a funny video game? I'd be like, yes, <laughs> like absolutely. That sounds like a blast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, no, basically I, I just, I think that when you start a new something new like that for a show, whatever, it's like, it really gets you, especially having to do as much. It really sounds like that was like such an intense, uh, situation, like to yeah, have to yeah, do
0: all that. A stage kiss. Um, for my first play, I had to kiss my, um, my Mr. Darcy, which, um, oh my God, he was so handsome though. If you're hearing this, yeah. I was so nervous. Mine was
1: a, mine was a, Mine was a, another girl, so it was like it was ew. chill for me. I was I was gay and out of the did you say you? <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out to Angie Campbell, who is a phenomenal uh actress whos uh, Chicago Ch- Chicago, Milwaukee based. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I went to high school with her and she was my first on stage kiss. Oh, and it wow. was fun. It was it was, it was fun, but it she knew I was gay. I knew that she was a woman. So it was very, uh, it was, it was, it was very relaxed. I think the only time we will both agree that it was not relaxed was when we kissed and it was for, we, we did like the show for like a bunch of like, uh, like sixth graders, you know, like so we, they, it was it was like a teaser, I think they were called or whatever and I don't know and high school high school plays were weird. but um, they brought the sixth graders in and then we kissed and the stadium erupted as if someone had won American Idol. and both of us were like, oh we were so shocked by the reaction but like these kids got up out of their chairs and were just like, yes they were they were you would have thought we were fucking. Edward Snowden and Bella. Wait, wait, no, not Edward Snowden. Wait. Snowden. <laughs> From Twilight. <laughs> oh my! No, 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 wait, no. What's his name? Does he have a last name in Twilight? Oh,
0: Cullen. I mean, I don't know.
1: Edward Cullen. Yes, I called him Edward Snowden. Oh, that—that is embarrassing. Um. Okay. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. It being on. I set for your first time doing something like that. Very um, right. stressful.
0: Did you guys kiss during your rehearsals? Like during your rehearsals, did you I kiss think so? Yeah, I think so. We, um, I, 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 I put it off because I was so nervous. Oh, I,
1: that's well.
0: We that's didn't. Bad. I didn't put it off to the first till till we did it or anything.
1: And, oh yeah.
0: Um, he was a lot older than me. Uh, very handsome, very married. I loved his wife, and his kids were awesome and like uh so finally the rehearsal came like it was during the last week of rehearsals it was during our dress rehearsals and stuff and our director the fucking best lady she was just like this is it guys you got to kiss this time like no exceptions do it like we we're, were too we're late in the game no exceptions do it and so i was i'm sure very red faced and when it came down to it um to the moment where it's like, this is where the kiss happened. Normally kissing is like a 50-50 experience. And i launched myself fully yeah. out of the face. Yeah. Um, and I to mean, the it's point me. where uh, the other people, actors, just, we all died laughing. They were like, we really, you were very shy up until this point. <laughs> didn't talk much. I didn't, was very uh, nervous Nelly. And then I just, just smacked him a good one. Uh, I think he was as surprised as anyone else.
1: Let's just say it's a good thing that you practice if that was how the right. the, the attack, the staccato yes. in, endeavor that went, uh, I, ha- I have an interesting uh, kissing uh, on stage story too. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to kiss someone in a show that I was in. Uh, he was the lead and then I hooked up with him and then I got crazy. So then he had the kiss removed. And I found out in the middle of rehearsal.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. yeah. A podcast dedicated to, like, being in relationships with people that you're not supposed to be in relationships with?
1: Well, Emma, why don't you hold that thought while we take a break? Because you better believe that I have some material on that that I will uh, reveal in just a moment.
0: Oh, we got some doozies. We'll be back.
1: We'll be back um okay we're back um so I didn't uh much like (laughs) much like many times which is why I'm glad that you go first I think of something and then as you're talking I'm like (gasps) something unlocks in my head that I have been keeping you know and I'm just like oh maybe I should mention that I'll talk about the first thing super super quick but it was in a show called "Beautiful Thing," uh, a beautiful thing because we were Brit, we were British. Oh, you were we did- British. We okay. were, yeah. <laughs> we had to do British accents, and mine, was, Mama? It was trash. It was trash. I it was
0: throw it in the bin.
1: <laughs> throw it in the bin. It was very, um, yeah. It, it, it was quote unquote rehearsed as in I did the bad accent over and over again as a way of rehearsing it, but at no point did I ever like watch something British or, well, that's actually not true. I watched a bunch of Green Wing in order to prepare for it, which if you have not seen that show, it is absolutely incredible and highly recommend, but um, but for whatever reason, it never stuck. So uh, anyway, I it's a week before the show, uh or it's, no, it's the week. I think it was the week up because this was a very big deal that that I did this. Um, and I was like, it's summer, it's hot, I'm gonna shave my head. Oh, oh. and That's like awesome. most people would be like, why is that a big deal? Right. Well, why don't you ask the director Uh-oh. a beautiful thing, whether or not he thought that me shaving my head was a big deal yeah
0: but do you have his number or
1: i did (laughs) i didn't i didn't ask i didn't i didn't i just showed up the very next day and he was like what happened to your hair i'm like i shaved it and it was so okay mistake here we go ready it's this is this one is very simple if you're in a show right. or a movie or uh-huh. something, you can't just change the way you look.
0: No, it's so important that you don't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're hired based on how you look a lot of the time.
0: But at least you guys hadn't started and like you didn't shave it like halfway through, right? The, the performance? Like you hadn't done uh, the- uh, No, and yeah, No. Then-
1: no, that is true. But it was very like... I personally, thinking of the character, thought that he wouldn't mind. But I think it was more along the lines of, like, you still have to tell me something.
0: Oh, so it was a more principal thing?
1: No, I think it was, like, a vision thing, too, that he didn't oh. see that. But, like, where I was, like, I know better because I'm 19 now or whatever, you know. It was, like, very, uh, yeah. It was, uh, It was a small cast, too. I think there was, like, five of us. And everyone was kind of, like, you probably... Why did you do that? And then I was just like, I didn't know. Uh, but of course I did. I was like talking with my friends about it. I'm just like, that'll be it'll be fine. That that is a that is a good example of a bad decision.
0: I was thinking um not in a not I don't feel like it's that big of a deal. I feel like the director overreacted probably a little bit, but you're right. That you know, that would fall into that category.
1: I you know I see I see both sides of it because it was the week of the show like one of the main characters like changing the way they look so drastically I could see that being like what why the fuck would you do that he he did hire me again for a different oh good uh, or did cast me again for a different role so it wasn't like it wasn't like the end but I remember being like on everyone's shit list that day and being like so from actor to actor not a recommended because here's the thing he reacted he was n- not mean about it but he was like perplexed as to why anyone would do such a thing I guarantee you there would be actors that would or there would be directors that would fire you over that
0: oh absolutely over much less
1: over, over much less yes think- so yeah
0: very very uh, I've had a very strict, as far as the theater goes, I've had very strict directors. I've had very lenient directors. Yeah. So much respect for both. I mean, you know, because the strict yeah. directors, I've, they've made me cry. You know, like I've had directors that have legit yeah. brought me to tears. I know. But I have so much fucking respect for them. Like even more so. <laughs> so like, tell me my yeah. shit. I should have done X, Y, and Z. One of them was like, I I really wasn't getting my lines down. And, and what it was is that, We all weren't really getting our lines down and I just was the, got the, got, was the target that day, I think. I hate that. See, I don't,
1: I, I feel like that is not a respectful, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar, you know, like I, I don't, I have been so much more, I, I agree with you that I get inspired by inspired by both but one is like completely fear-based you know they're like
0: yeah, the authoritarian authoritarian yeah 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 approach
1: like fascist <laughs>
0: fascist <laughs> <The> <laughs> if you
1: will because people. people love yeah. just saying that word hey,
0: you're the one who shaved your head
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah hello sig hello <laughs> that's not funny um anyway <laughs>
0: We're
1: making more of them. <laughs> We're doing Jesus it. Christ. We're doing Jesus it. Jesus you can't say that. Um, okay, so the the big one that I had, the big like, oh my God, moment that I forgot was I really threw a wrench in production. And you know what? Here's the thing. Looking back on it, did I, was I involved? Did I know what was going on? Of course. <laughs>
0: Those are usually
1: Does that for me? <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean that I was I was okay? Speaking of, I think we talked about in the, in the last podcast, but I mentioned Into the Woods. So I was in Into the Woods. I was in the show Into the Woods. Oh, yes, community theater project. Um, one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life um, was I was up for the role of Jack, who is a tenor, and I am a bass, and I look like I would probably be a tenor. And so the director. 10 or, 11. Anna, <laughs> Ten or eleven. Oh my god. That's cute actually. Um uh but I had to <laughs> I had to go sing uh Giants in the sky which I think has a high F sharp in it and I have I think the highest I've ever needed to sing was like an E flat. And even then I was doing um, new music from, um, shit, I don't remember what musical new music is from, but I sang, that, I think that has an, the the father uh, role has an E flat in there or whatever. So I was like, I know I'm not gonna be able to sing this, but I'm up for this role, I have to try and go up there. And I w- it was like, eh, up until I had to hit that note it's the last note of the song and oh it was like I so it was like okay you're definitely not getting the role of jack so they gave me the role of the steward instead which was fine I was just happy to be involved um you know I had
0: close
1: I mean it it was never going to happen that was I am not a I'm not a vocalist uh I was a little bit better at that point because I had I was a little bit more trained and I wanted to move more in the musical theater. Uh, but after that, I was like, no, 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 So um, I also was like, I, I could sing really, really low. So I was in um, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Call. And I was just in the, I was in the chorus for that. And they would like be like, okay, basses are all coming down. And it was community theater. And it was all these like big, like you know, doughy, like 40 year old men. And then me in a Hollister polo just being like, present like <laughs> this is very dumb and you very sang dumb. the deepest i don't know if i sang the deepest but i was like down there right nice. like i have a very very low singing point i think i can sing to like a low D if i'm like pretty well warmed up um but i have uh so i was in that show and i was a steward and then there were two two princes right there's the rapunzel's prince and then cinderella's prince are, are also the characters wait
0: i'm still watching this
1: the uh it's really good like the actual show is really good the i, I would say i think there's a a disney adaptation of it what that is, not... is
0: it performing at right now
1: oh oh no oh god yeah no there are uh, there is a there's a movie version of it where meryl streep is the witch and it is fine i would say that if you can get the version with bernadette peters that's like the actual stage version of it incredible like it's one of my favorite i love stephen Sonheim. um so anyway we're I, i'm in this and i'm also in a relationship at the time and the princes are in a relationship with each other because maybe that's theater, right, that's theater. Right, right yeah um i'm in a relationship with someone that is outside of this entire scenario right and um it turns out that cinderella's prince and i had like a thing Right. And to keep this as not as graphic as possible, I go spend time with Cinderella's Prince. Um, the shoe fit. Uh, uh, but I, <laughs> then my pumpkin came and I was like, oh God, okay, right. I th- this is a mixed metaphor a little bit. <laughs> By pumpkin, I mean Uber. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I thought you meant something else. <laughs> That makes more sense though. <laughs> I was like, pumpkin, all right, <laughs> I'm here for it.
1: <laughs> then I had a giant gourd like anal orgasm.
0: Oh my gourd! Oh. Is that what you sound like when you orgasm too?
1: <laughs> oh my gourd! No, I, um, basically what ended up happening was that, uh, it was found out about and it caused a rift in their relationship. It caused a rift in my relationship. And it had to be kind of like put under the, there was a, a, a multiple awkward phone conversations where I was crying. I was being told to like lie about what actually happened. Uh, you know, I ended up calling the director. That director was so messy though because the worst part was that then like at a rehearsal he was like i just am gonna have to like lay this all out on the table and then like brought it up in front of the entire cast what the fuck i mean he was in uncertain words right i don't think he he i i if i remember correctly he didn't say like exactly what was going on but everyone at that point the
0: word pumpkin at all
1: he didn't use the word pumpkin once no not even pump yeah, it was a very, um, that, that was, that did not feel good. That did not feel good because it-, it
0: Oh, that's awful. It, that's bad behavior, sir.
1: It was a, a the beginning of a, a series of events where I put myself in jeopardy and then uh, was told to be quiet about it. <sighs> and then my life got all fucked up, but nothing happened to the other person. Oh my God, I hear you. But now that I'm pretty sure that they went to jail. Oh, okay. Which I don't necessarily want to get into, but <laughs> the last, last thing I think heard was that they, they went to jail. And um, yeah.
0: Yeah, put some, puts a nice button on things though, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all I can funny. say is, you know, uh, I wish I wish everyone the best unless you know why I shouldn't.
0: Yes. my uh last little anecdote about my beautiful pride and prejudice experience was that i had a um uh at one point and this is sounding hoakier the more i explain this play and i keep trying to say Hmm. that it was so good because it was yeah i say that the worse it sounds at one point there was a portrait of my darcy um and so how that worked is darcy would be standing there the actor and everything and, and two people would come and they'd have uh this giant ornate uh photo picture frame Mm-hmm. And while things are going on, I'm, I'm staring at the uh, painting of him is what it is. But it's really him just posing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, uh, but the last at least three or four uh, performances, I had such a hard time not staring directly at uh, one of the frame holders and even had to be reminded uh, a couple times by my director um, not to stare at the frame holder, who I definitely dated uh, after that.
1: Um. oh Uh, hell yeah
0: garcy for a couple months until i found out that he was um married and and had a kid and that i didn't know about and he was in queue but i didn't know what that was then i just knew it was bad (laughs) north carolina come on and raise up take your shirt off (laughs) 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 good fucking insurrection (laughs) that's not
1: how the song goes oh my god <laughs> that's how it should go yeah i mean if we're in the business of calling people out let's be real here there are plenty uh theater is a place for people like us to thrive but it is also a place for people to take advantage of people while they're thriving yeah. it,
0: people yeah. who have insurrectile dysfunction oh my gosh <laughs> i'm sorry i tried not to do it
1: i can feel your eyes rolling i thought you were gonna say huge huge penises and i was about to be like yeah that's true they did they sure did all of them do they all do <laughs>
0: Too. and you see them all because it's theater i've explained that i'm a bit uncomfortable sometimes by nudity and so the theater experience was so bizarre because i was always i was like i'm just gonna run to the bathroom and they're like you don't have to do that and i'm like i'm just gonna run to the bathroom i'm just gonna take the only bathroom for 20 of us yeah use it to change for an inordinately long time and also peek around the corner at um you know no one i wouldn't do that <laughs> oh
1: my god that's the thing though is that, like it it A theater created such an amazing combination of like the touch connection, all of that stuff was like, it was no long, it felt communal in a way that was like not sexual in a way that was not specific. It was just very like, I I don't know. I, I think back to like, I did this like summer internship for like younger kids at the Milwaukee Repertory Theater and it was like every single day, from like nine nine a.m. to five p.m. Uh, and it was so intense and like you know there was so much connection, bonding going on that like I I can't even I can't even describe the the level in which it sounds so gay. I feel like I always end with something so gay, <laughs> but it's like theater is like re, such. it creates such a different kind of bond with people that even if you don't talk to that person ever again you're like I will never forget the way that they made me feel the way that I felt when I was connecting with them in such a specific uh way I think it's so like we're really lucky
0: yeah there's absolutely nothing I can compare it to like I've been in three uh plays in my life three major productions major productions I'm not that's that's (laughs) That's very misleading.
1: Off, 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 off Broadway.
0: Yes. On the freeway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I spend a lot more money uh, than I should have working harder than I've ever worked. Let's put it that way. But I can't compare those experiences. Or those connections to any other experiences or connections that I've had in my life—they're so incredibly powerful and beautiful—and and just the car rides. Sometimes, if you maybe you picked up somebody or somebody picked up you for rehearsals, like those yeah. car rides there and back, like totally. lines in coffee shops or you know meeting who got there early, getting there late. Like there's just so many <laughs> moments throughout the the whole thing oh
1: it requires you to put it all out on the table and if so you if you are not uh, yeah I uh, you know the last time I even got a taste of it was I hadn't been on a stage in years until last February when I did uh sketch cast with
0: you licking that stage licking it you had to get a taste
1: <laughs> oh, oh god
0: <laughs> oh that's bad you say like, the up, making... I'll say the really really bad jokes
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I I just even in that like it that it, that was it, it was short but sweet you know it wasn't anything like there wasn't a ton going on a ton built into it but
0: I think it yours, was like, you guys did amazing. I, I went and saw you. your show and it was wonderful. I laughed my thank ass off.
1: I give major credit to, uh, because I have this big problem with still now, cause I even just did it when I had to like pitch stuff where I just am not, uh, I'm not like kind to myself about my writing when, only when I'm presenting it, when I, when I'm writing it, I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Or like, I'm a, a little bit more objective about it. And then I get mad in my brain. I'm just like, why are you even saying, why are you qualifying it? It's like, I'm creating this cushion, you know, to like, be like, oh, just in case. And, um, my sketch cast coach, Steve Hahn, shout out, um, would always say, and this stuck with me, Um, He would say, when I would say something negative about my sketch, well, he would say two things, both that really helped my, like, self-esteem. He called my sketches stupid, and I liked that because at first it bummed me out, and I was like, oh, but then as I was writing a sketch about a New Orleans bathroom in which a trombone player was the bathroom attendant and would play (laughs) noises when people would go to the bathroom, I was like, oh, I do write stupid sketches but that's what's so i was gonna say that's like why they're good and he would say that too but that enabled me to kind of like empower the absurdity of like what i like to write instead of taking it so seriously and just be like oh yeah this is fucking stupid like it's supposed to be um but also whenever i would say something negative he would say um don't talk about my friend cj like that and it sounds really silly initially but eventually i started to equate it to like Him realizing that it was another part of my brain saying it than than me. And I was like, oh, yeah. It was great. I don't know why I brought that up. I guess I just like that is like another an extension of like it had been so long since I had felt that sort of just change. From something, uh, and uh, Sketchcast was like just like a, a morsel. Um, boy it was, boy was the plate taken off the table real quick. But it was such and a nice.
0: It was one year ago, pretty much right now.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so it was like the the momentum. Both of us feeling that momentum right before uh, the coronavirus hit.
0: Right. Right. So. We miss you, theater. We miss you, and that's why this this podcast episode is very special. Um, screwing up the production, COVID screwed up the production worse than any anything that we ever <laughs> <could> done.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, hello. That's the thing. That if you if you think that you you know missing your lighting is one thing, imagine imagine showing up, imagine going to a party and then showing up and not getting tested. Do you, there that has probably happened right that oh. shows or like tv shows are open right now and that there are people they have to get shut down because somebody contracts coronavirus
0: yeah interestingly enough i've been um offered some oh yeah checks for some background work for some yeah. productions in chicago recently i'm very excited to start they are incredibly strict um yeah probably which is because good. a lot of them have had to have had these false starts exactly like you're talking about so Right now, it's so intense that they only allow you to get tested from their facility specifically.
1: Oh, right. They're okay. They're not
0: going to take any kind of doctor's note that said you got a test. They're not going to yeah. take your word for it by any means. You have to no
1: liability. It
0: times. Yeah, it's great. Um, which yeah. that makes me feel so much more comfortable as a part of the production,
1: to totally know they're
0: taking these um requirements. And it, before you can even submit, they you know they have questionnaires upon questionnaires before you even get to the the casting. Yeah. Part. So that's good. Um, Hopefully we can keep safe Um, because if we all keep safe, I mean, the faster that we get to have our goodies back, our, um, our production and our shows and our events and things.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's been, uh, it's, it is uh, no matter the, the mistakes or, you know, um, screw ups uh, that have been made part of creating, you know, anything Part of being a creative is you have to fully commit to uh, to every decision that you're making, and even if it is oh, not so great in the time, it's like you can take that and 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 learn from that, and that's that's it. Just really enables you to be yourself by being somebody else. It's 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 crazy. I know that again, it's a stupid thing to 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 say, but I just. I don't know. It's
0: great. It's my favorite thing. You're totally right. It's about commitment and flexibility, which don't normally go together in a lot of circumstances. That's true. That's true. Hardcore.
1: Yeah, for sure. Emma, this, what a pensive note we've ended on considering that I once again told a story that has brought out (laughs) the most upsetting uh, thought processes in my head damn
0: and now i leave you
1: <laughs> they're not fun they're not fun it's like oh my god it it is so weird how my brain thinks that these stories are going to be good and then when i say them out loud i'm like yikes this is fucking terrible
0: i think they're good
1: no no um, they're good in the sense of like yeah. i think that they're going to be funny right and they're yeah, not deciding. funny
0: um well I hope you feel okay there buddy, <laughs> I have nothing, I have no way to comfort you in this situation. You can see my face is turning so red because I just want to be like, you're fine, but that's not what I would ever want to say, so. What well, I-
1: you're right though, I mean you are, it, it it is fine, it just more so feels like a, uh, like a, ugh. You know, because
0: it's, it's almost like poking a bruise that you might yeah. you had, which I have bruises. I'm a I'm a woman who doesn't fucking eat enough iron or get enough vitamin D. <laughs> so I have bruises all over that I don't know that I have. And so sometimes some of those gets get pushed.
1: Yeah, whatever
0: that was bad that gave you that bruise is in the past. You got no control over that.
1: No, totally. I 100% agree with that.
0: Got no power there. And look at you now. I fucking love you
1: i love you this is amazing thank you for this podcast where can people listen you're
0: gonna make me cry on breaker and you know what you can watch me cry on youtube we have a youtube channel
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look watch up her her cry. you gotta pay for that though
0: that'll be on our patreon
1: um, <laughs> send her back wait what is it how does it go
0: <laughs> hey, Mike.
1: <laughs> oh no you can't say that you cannot say that
0: oh we'll cut it this will be cut
1: Wait, can you? I don't know. Uh, Did nothing happened to them?
0: Hey, that's a good point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's how we make decisions.
1: Lock him <laughs> up.
0: <laughs> oh, no. um, No, but seriously, guys, you can listen to Scrub the Podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Anchor, on Breaker, on Dancer, on Blitzen,
1: I'm on Canada. Donna. <laughs> There are yes. so many places. Uh some of them may or may not be reindeer, but there's a lot of places that you can listen to this podcast.
0: Right. And they all fly high and they all exist just like reindeer yes. that I've just
1: listened. like just like red-nosed reindeer. You can also uh check out our new YouTube channel, uh Screw Up the Podcast, where we will have uh behind the scenes footage, highlights from our episodes, and our completely new segment we like to call test out where we take BuzzFeed quizzes and we take them a little bit too seriously. You can also email us at screwupthepodcast at gmail.com and tell us about your screw ups of the production, about anything that from the past. We would love to hear from you guys. Um, and who knows if you write literally anything at all, we will absolutely 100% read it on this podcast because we, uh, we are not necessarily in need for of content. No, but we are in need of connection,
0: right? Which is which yeah. is my favorite uh, thing. Yeah. Is, uh, connection, human and animal alike. Yeah. Well, we are humans are animals. Uh, human and canine alike. I'll, I'll put it that way. Also, we're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Screw up the podcast and on Twitter. Yes. Screw up the pod. So I, I love you that. Can follow us on there. We got more contents. We got fun contents. We got fun <laughs> pictures.
1: <laughs> Table of contents. Yes. Yes.
0: Oh. So thanks so much.
1: Yes! Welcome wow.
0: We really uh, appreciate it, it us you know, if, if you don't mind, that would be lovely, and then we can keep doing what we're doing, um, regardless of what you do. But we, it would make us uh, feel really good.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to, fuck you guys, we're gonna fucking do this shit anyway.
0: I love myself regardless. That was my, yeah. That was a decision I had to make.
1: <laughs> yeah. The decision that I've decided to make is that I'm going to love us and everything that we do, and if you don't support us, then you can go a fucking h-e double hockey stick
0: yes screw up the production of this episode
1: yeah because now i'm ruining it in the end by yelling at our listeners you know what callers writers we love you guys
0: listening right now come on thank you we love you too you're so beautiful
1: absolutely insane all right on that note to to the to both of our moms who have decided to finish this podcast goodbye
0: bye mom Mom. i'll call you never oh i'll call you later bye mom
1: bye mom